There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, December 22nd. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about a festive tradition, one that some may find a little bit on the creepy side of things, but is also beloved by many and has become quite a lucrative venture as well. We're talking, of course, about the Elf on the Shelf. What you may not know is that the Elf on the Shelf is part of an empire owned by twin sisters, and Juliet's got the story on that. But before we get to that, here's what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack lacking. All right, first things first, the U.S. Postal Service will replace its aging fleet of more than 220,000 vehicles with even more electric vehicles than previously planned as part of a $9.6 billion project. All right, moving along. South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone's AI deepfake startup Deep Voodoo raised $20 million. The company is basically a tech firm slash production house that offers some of the best deepfake face-swapping visual effects to artists, producers, and folks across music and Hollywood. And I think the ramifications and moderation of which is still very much up in the air. Very true. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they could put a Henry Cavill back in The, the Witcher. Maybe they could just put him just boop right back in there. You know, yeah, they could do that. I'm not sure if that would be the most controversial thing. Uh, probably not. No, no. Just an option. You know, it's like when uh, when someone mods a video game, it'd be like that. Exactly. And somewhat related on the TV front, we've got Netflix and Drills. The company will be streaming 30 hours worth of Nike Training Club fitness classes starting December 30th. Smart timing with New Year's coming up. This also follows a report from the Wall Street Journal detailing Netflix's plan to crack down on password sharing and how it will likely not be fun for either viewers or the streaming giant itself. The company says more than 100 million people use Netflix using borrowed passwords, an analyst estimate that could represent an additional $721 million in revenue next year in the U.S. and Canada for Netflix the mechanics here are kind of tricky, obviously, in terms of how they actually want to measure and enforce this. And internally, some are worried it'll lead to the complification or comcastification of Netflix, as they call it. Mm. How about this? Some Justin Bieber news. H&M has pulled a collection of Justin Bieber merch after the pop star told his fans that it was, quote unquote, trash that he did not approve of. More significantly, I think, Bieber is close to closing a deal to sell his music rights to Blackstone-backed Hypnosis Songs Capital in a transaction valued at around $200 million. All right, and speaking of Canadians, this has been a good year for Canadian maple syrup. It's the sweetest year on record, actually. In 2022, Canada yielded the most syrup ever, dating back all the way 
1924 when they started measuring uh, their production of maple syrup. This year, producers made 17.4 million gallons of the sticky stuff, which is a 53% jump from 2021 when warmer-than-ideal spring temperatures meant a shorter maple harvest season. In 2020, which was the industry's second most prosperous year ever, the gross value of that year's 14.3 million gallon yield was $562 million. So you can expect this year's number to be some 20% higher or so. Now, here's the interesting thing that Mm -hmm. I was unaware of. Amid last year's poor harvest and heightened demand, with Canada responsible for 75% of the world's maple syrup production, the federal Quebec Maple Syrup Producers Group tapped into its strategic reserve. Hmm. I love that. There's a strategic (laughs) preserve of maple syrup. Of maple syrup. Wow. Yeah, it's a warehouse north of Montreal, holds up to 94,000 barrels of syrup or around 5.1 million gallons, almost enough to fill eight Olympic-sized swimming pools. That's very interesting. It's great. I'd love to go there. All right, Juliet, let's talk Elf on a Shelf. What is going on here? So first, I'm going to tell you what the Elf on the Shelf is for any of of our listeners who are not aware. According to the lore, if you will, Santa Claus sends an Elf Scout to basically spy on kids between Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) So if you have one of these little dolls, every morning it appears in a new place in the home for the kids to go find. And then at night, it reports whether you've been naughty or nice back to Santa at the North Pole. Um, And there are rules. You're not allowed to touch it. You can talk to it and tell it what you want for Christmas, but it'll never speak back to you. Mm. I think on the first day you get it, you have to like give it a name, which grants it its powers. The lore of the elf on the shelf actually has a lot to do with like monsters. Like there are Mm. a lot of monsters that have the exact same powers, but (laughs) you know, this is, this is Christmas magic, not bad magic, apparently. Now I always thought the elf on the shelf was like just like a, a, a generations old tradition or something. But I learned that it actually stems from a children's book that came out in 2005. So it's actually not even that old. Um, And it was written by Carol Abersold and her daughter, Chandra Bell. And Bell told CNBC that when they were kids, she and her twin sister, Krista Pitts, and their mother, they played a similar game at home. And that as adults, they... Chandra suggested like, hey, let's write a storybook about Mm -hmm. this. So they wrote the book and they marketed it. Um, They did a lot of that themselves. And today the twin sisters are now co-CEOs of the Lumen Stella company, which houses this Elf on the Shelf brand, which in the beginning was just a book. And then it came with the little doll. Mm -hmm. But now there's all sorts of things you can buy. Uh, There are pets that you can buy. There are different clothes and Mm. accessories. There are uh, friends called mates that you can buy. There's also a carrying case. Since you're not allowed to touch the elf or to lose Uh its powers, you can put it in the case. Of course, of course. And that's not all. There was a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is very creepy. There are TV (laughs) specials uh, and partnerships with a bunch of brands like Kellogg's and apparently the Honey Baked Ham Company, which... um, Sure. All right. Fine. And the company has not released any recent financial data. I saw several years ago it had made $10 million in sales, but there's no like current number I can give you. But right. Pitts did recently tell Fox Business that they employ over 100 people and 22.9 million Alps pets or mates have been adopted. They don't say sold. You adopt <laughs> them into your home right. to date. <laughs> so that is a lot of children out there being spied on by these 
tiny magical dolls. You know, this is wild. It's really, it's it's a really interesting space and and a great story. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking before this about uh, spinoffs uh, across religions, mm-hmm. like uh, of course Mench on a Bench, um, mm-hmm. which is a popular, I guess, product that was on a Shark Tank. And to me, the Mench on a Bench is really interesting. I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. And at first, I'm, when, I, when I heard about it, I was like, the market for this is so small. What is this guy thinking? 2% of the U.S. population is Jewish. But uh, as we were discussing on an episode of the Another Bite podcast, that's still millions of people. Mm-hmm. And there's a good saying, niches get riches. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's true. You know, he landed, the guy landed a deal on Shark Tank that I think valued the company at like a million dollars. And it's very much still a business. To this date, they've sold more than 325,000 products, or I guess they don't, I don't know if they say adopted like the, the elf does, but right. uh, and they've expanded <laughs> to all other kinds of characters and whatnot. And it's just wild to me. <laughs> what does the mensch do in your house? Does it I mean, there's no... Oh, I, I don't know what he does. Does he sit around? <laughs> does he Maybe he speaks. I know it was a, like the Alf is a book and then a doll. Uh-huh. I think now they have one that actually speaks. Yeah. I think he was also, when he pitched on Shark Tank, he was trying to build it into an app uh, to teach mm-hmm. about the qualities of being a mensch and a good person. I see. I read a lot about um, people who were criticizing the Alf on the shelf. Like as an adult reading about it, I was like, oh, that sounds creepy. Like that sounds like... Um, you're trying to force your children to behave by this creature that spies on you. It reminds me a lot of like uh, like Krampus, mm-hmm. like the German Austrian monster that like will come and drag you away <laughs> if you're bad. Yeah. Um, and among the many criticisms of this product, you know, some were like, "Oh, it's uh, it's normalizing surveillance. It'll make your children get used <laughs> right. to you know <laughs> someone that reports on them." But another one was like. You know, there are a lot of households that do not celebrate Christmas. So if you have all these kids at school that are like, oh, I found my elf in the toaster this morning. I don't know where (laughs) you put them. You know, but there's people who are left out and maybe there should be other products for people whose whose households don't celebrate Christmas. So I do think the spinoffs are kind of cool, even if I think the elf itself is a little weird. Yeah. All right, and that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Truppiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a terrific Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow.